patience. I'm back. Not quite in the old studio. London Hospital Radio is now broadcasting from the bell tower. We're using the old bell, or Boris, as it's otherwise known, as a lightning rod to power the station. You may recall this used to be filled with bats, and so we never ventured in here, which means there was quite a collection of guano at the ground level. We're now using that for fuel, heat, and sometimes food. Lunch Lady Lavinia is very enthusiastic about the uses of this waste product. You might say she's gone batshit crazy. Where are the bats now, you may ask? Well, I'll get to that. But first, here's a track from a local band called Baker Streak with I Can See Your Buns. Yes, Lunch Lady Lavinia is still with us. In fact, she pretty much runs this tower now, which gives me the time to record these podcasts for any survivors. And Dr. Bollyox the time to look after our one remaining patient. So, if you're a patient out there listening somewhere in the hospital and want to join our merry gang, just head to the bell tower. This week's entry password is Squirkle. Squirkle. There is one more member of our team, of course. The intern... I mean, head porter Harry who rescued me from that other dimension. He's now, and I can't believe I'm saying this, commanding a secret network of porters who are keeping us informed of the various tribes, trying to find survivors and help reclaim the hospital for the ousted fractal pharmaceuticals. So quite a lot has happened since my last broadcast here. I had better fill you in on the new order. Here are the morning announcements. The bell tower is now free of bats. This is because they were, in fact, a nest of vampires who have since taken over wards G and H, aka the windowless wards. The displaced lunch lady Lavinia was betrayed once again by her kitchen elves, although she says she is much happier with the additional responsibility of running things in the bell tower, she curses the name of Mrs. Franks, who she believes is now leading the impressionable elves to demons only knows what kind of mutinous horrors. The Ward K monkeys, who are so proficient in Aikido, have been on a research trip to Israel, and now appear to be familiar with the much more deadly art of Krav Maga. If you were foolish enough to still be provoking them by trying to put silly hats on them, now is definitely the time to stop. The children's ward has not changed at all since the new order took place. 
In other words, definitely don't go anywhere near the children's ward. Corridor 5, home to the spiders who so enjoy tangling up wandering patients in their thready webs, have expanded their territory to all corridors, thanks in large part to the addition of former head porter Ariadne to their alliance. In a statement, she said, I've always had to buy the thread I used to track my way around this shape-shifting hospital from my own funds. Which is bullshit. So now I'm going to learn how to excrete my own, like these dudes. It will save me a fortune, and I wasn't really using that hole anyway. But patience... Perhaps the biggest betrayal of all is the defection of a man who I held in very high regard. Boffo, of Boffo's Coffee. It's been a difficult adjustment trying to live without my morning steamer. My poop, for example, now generally arrives about 10.30am, rather than four seconds after my first sip. He was always a humorous man with his daily jokes. <laughs> Who could forget the classic? Doctor, doctor, I've got some lettuce growing out of my anus. I'm afraid it's just the tip of the iceberg. And so now anyone going to the surgical theatre will find Boffo there, among the invading killer clowns, whose visceral activities got us banned from streaming platforms, and caused many deaths. Oh, patience, it's all gone a bit tits up, hasn't it? I thought my return would be triumphant, like that scene in Aladdin where he puts on a sham parade so he can nail Jasmine. But instead it was unexpectedly upsetting, like that scene in Aladdin where Jasmine discovers that he's really a street rat and has him skinned alive and turned into a carpet for his deception. I need cheering up. So here's a merry tune from a local band called Method Acton with... Robert De Niro's waiting room. So as I said, all this information has been coming to me from Harry and his network of porters. He has a new uniform and hat and everything. It's quite distinguished, actually, for someone who used to be our social media intern which, as we all know, is the work the devil chooses for idle hands. He tells me that our erstwhile sponsors, Fractal Pharmaceuticals, are working from the outside to try and help us reclaim the hospital. Which is funny, because I'd always thought of them as a shadowy cabal of secret oppressors. But I guess times have changed. And when huge organisations say they've launched a new PDF that outlines their updated corporate social responsibility, they mean it. On that note, Harry has given me an important notice to read out from Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Oh, it's a product placement as usual. 
I was hoping perhaps we'd moved to Squarespace or Lisa Mattress by now. But I suppose not everything changes. Are you stuck in isolation? Quarantined with nothing but your own stupid thoughts? Well, why not double your trouble with Clonecofan? Tired of playing chess alone? Clonecofan. Don't want to cut your own toenails? Clonecofan. Slave? Clonecofan. Simply take the pink swab and brush the inside of your cheek, then place it into the growing tube. Place under a 60 watt lamp and enjoy watching your clone grow to full size within 6 to 8 weeks. Disclaimer, full size is as pictured on the box, not your full size, you girthy lump. Then take the blue swab, brush the inside of your cheek, and send your unique genetic data back to us at Fractal Pharmaceuticals, where we'll keep it safe from regulations. Find the inner you, then make it do weird stuff. With Clonecofan from Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Thank you, Harry, and good luck out there. Dear overlords, what's wrong with me? I just thanked a former intern. Still, I was very grateful that he rescued me from the beyond. He said he heard my tinny voice coming through the plumbing in the flooded toilets where the man from Fractal Pharmaceuticals disappeared. He reasoned there must be some kind of trans-dimensional portal that he could navigate with his newfound skills of portership. And when he told me that patience, well, I slapped him for calling my voice tinny. Then he explained he meant because of the sanitation pipe transmission system and not my natural cadence. Well, I didn't apologize, but we came to an understanding then made the journey back with only minor resistance from sewer alligators, ninja turtles, and Super Mario references. Missing Persons News All the following people are unaccounted for. Dr. Oswald from Radiology. Graham from Internal Mail. Dr. LaserQuest from Ophthalmology. But really, who cares about them? I had to look back through some notes just to find out who they were. Most heart-rendingly of all is that Jean, head of staff, is missing. Jean was last seen shortly before the Vampire Fractal Pharmaceuticals War, just sat on her desk, being a head in a jar. I suppose in... All the panic, nobody thought to strap her on the rumba and plop the controller under her chin, as I'd normally do at the end of a shift. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there for you, Jean. And if you're in the big jar in the sky now, I can only hope it used to contain something delicious, like lemon sherbets or artichokes. One person who's definitely not missing is DJ Tom, because he's dead. Eyewitnesses say that he first had his legs broken by the Aikido Krav Maga monkeys, then had his eyebrows shaved off by the children's ward, 
his tongue eaten by spiders, his blood drained by vampires, and then his limbs torn off and juggled with by the killer clowns. So that's a shame. Time for a song, and this is a local band, Imperial War Farts, with Windy Paps, Windy Paps, coming out of anal flaps. And now, our regular feature, the history of London Hospital. The year is 1663, and ravaged by plague, London has just been put in quarantine for the first time. It's an idea that was imported from the Italians, like pasta, adultery, and gesticulating wildly. In order to stop the spread of toxic miasmas, the population are simply asked to stay at home and spend quality time with their family. This did see a dramatic decline in plague cases, but the London Hospital also saw a sharp rise in admissions from monopoly-related injuries. Paper money cuts. An iron to the face. Waterworks. A thimble in the anus. A Scotty dog in the anus. And a battleship, which preceded the invention of a full-size battleship by some 200 years, in the anus. Monopoly was the first board game ever created, and it was thought to derive from Satan himself. Players are encouraged to succumb to all seven deadly sins to win the game. Greed, by getting everyone's money. Gluttony, by building hotels and ordering room service. Wrath, by punching the face of the first person to question the rules of free parking. Sloth, by playing non-stop for three days. Lust, by ogling the community chest. Pride, by collecting a full rainbow of property colours. And envy, of people not playing Monopoly. Monopoly was initially eradicated in the Great Fire of London, when people gathered to ignite their boards in the bakery ovens of Pudding Lane. The monument, which stands today near the London Stock Exchange, is a memorial to all those who were lost in the pursuit of fake money. That's all we've got time for this podcast. A reminder, if there are any surviving patients out there, that we'll be here in the bell tower waiting to treat you with all the power that Dr. Bollyox's alternative therapies can offer. Right now, he's treating our only patient with Reiki. I feel that he could have blunted the end of the rake first, as it's leaving quite a few scratches, but he says they're toxins being released. So I guess it's fine. See you next time, and remember, stay well, or I'll be seeing you soon.